0: Pat. What's up everybody, Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1039 of AskPat 2.0. This is a coaching call that you're about to listen to between myself and an entrepreneur, and I work with this person to help them figure out how to solve their problems. And that's what this show is about. And you get to sit on the uh like a like a fly on a wall and listen on the conversation. This is so cool. I'm so happy you're here. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. Now, today we're talking with Alicia, who has a thriving business, but is worried that as she uh, continues to grow her business, that she's gonna lose touch with her audience. And I think this is a really, really great conversation to have because we wanna make sure that we always are there for our people. And as you continue to grow, and I know this from personal experience, it can get a lot harder and harder to do that. And I share in this episode a lot of my own personal experience of uh, the challenges that have come as a result of growing. And this is so great to know ahead of time, especially if you're just starting out, so that you can prepare yourself for this and be better equipped to best serve your audience down the road. Now, I do want to also say that Alicia was probably one of the funniest people I've ever had on the show. I just wanted to talk to her for hours because she's just hilarious. And I ha- actually had to mute my Skype call on my end every once in a while, or else you would have just heard me laughing a ton. She's so fantastic, and I cannot wait for you uh, for you to listen to this. But before we get to that, I do want to give a big shout out to FreshBooks, the sponsor for this show, because they're just amazing. They do so many things to help me and several, actually millions of small businesses with managing our business finances, from keeping track of income to expenses to invoices. Um, just in less than 30 seconds, you could literally create a super polished invoice and receive... Um, online payments in like two clicks. So if you do any coaching or consulting or have any students and you bill them, if you do any billing of any kind, this is probably the best software. It is the best software to enable you to do that and do it very simply. And what's really cool is they also help you keep track of those invoices. Not just like, okay, well, who has paid you or not, but also who has yet to even open that invoice, which allows you to understand, okay, who should I follow up with? How should I follow up? All those kinds of things. So super handy. Now, if you want to check out a 30-day free trial of FreshBooks, super simple. All you have to do is, is go to freshbooks.com slash askpat and just make sure you enter askpat and they, how did you hear about a section that'll be really really cool for you um awesome so now let's get to the episode and the coaching call today with alicia enjoy alicia welcome thank you so much for being here on ask pat 2.0 welcome to the show
1: well thank you i'm stoked to be here pat
0: i'm stoked that you're here too so why don't you take a quick minute to tell everybody who you are and what you do
1: well Pat, I'm Alicia. I'm the founder of Bride Chiller, which is uh I'm gonna say I was gonna swear then, but it's a BS free wedding planning podcast that I started over three hundred and forty episodes ago now, very wow. similar to your podcasting journey. Yeah, we've you, we've aligned.
0: You said the bride chiller, <laughs> not bridezilla.
1: Oh no, Pat, that's blasphemy. Okay, good. Uh yeah. <laughs> Bride chiller. So I'm all about helping people, couples plan their wedding without losing their marbles. So uh, I started this uh, – I moved from London. I moved to London. I'm an Australian and I moved to London about five years ago with my husband, who's also an architect, mm. correlation, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we had been just, – just planned our wedding and I realized that the wedding industry is sort of full of a lot of – white noise rubbish that people become overwhelmed and it's just stressful and i think completely unnecessary because really a wedding is about just mar- marrying your fellow weirdo you've decided to you know plan like this great party hook up in front of all your friends not hook up that's weird but you know get, <laughs> celebrate together and uh, i was really into the podcasting space um in the, in the day sort of daytime, day job sphere, I'm a TV producer and in Australia I did 10 years of stand-up comedy. So I Easy. really wanted to be able to, to perform. Yeah, it was great, but I just didn't want to – I'd moved to a new city and I just couldn't really fathom the idea of starting from the bottom of the barrel doing club gigs and, you know, staying out really late because I'm in my 30s, pattern. I don't want to be in a nightclub at 1 a.m. fighting for a five-minute slot. So Oh,
0: my gosh. The I, last time I was at a I, nightclub it was like – 10 (laughs) a.m. And I'm like, guys,
1: it's late. I
0: need to sleep.
1: Please, let me go to bed. I've got to put stretchy pants on. So, look, I I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts and at that time, um, you know, I there wasn't really anything in the niche of wedding planning and I thought, you know what, I've got something to say. I'm going to buy, a, you know, a Blue Yeti and see what happens. So, really, it's evolved from there and originally the podcast was called the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, but the acronym of that is STD and that's not great. That's not to
0: get, Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and anyway, so look, my, my listeners started to refer to themselves as bride chillers, and I thought that was a great title. So we've got this great community of chillers, as now we call ourselves, and uh, we ended up trademarking that term, which has been really a great decision um, on my husband and I's part. Mm. And um, the the community has evolved. We've productized the business, uh, mainly due to listening to your podcast. I must say, a huge shout out to to mm-hmm. you and all of your your guests, because. I have used so much of the information um, that I've learned uh, to to figure out how to print books in China and how to connect with people and on Instagram stories. And, you know, there's so many facets of my business that wouldn't have been nearly as schmick without you, Pat. Amazing. Thank
0: you for saying that. Big
1: love. No. My, well, look, thank you. Um, so really, we're at the stage now, I'm still working my full-time job. I've got this insanely busy side hustle that really could be a full-time job. But I'm also building this brand and uh, trying to nurture the community while also sort of in a similar way to you, I'm a big part of my brand. I couldn't really walk away from this thing because uh, Team Alicia is also Team Bride Chiller. So mm-hmm. I'm at this stage now of really getting to the moment of realising as the community and my business is growing, I want to keep the authenticity and the energy and the enthusiasm there. But also I realize I am but one woman uh, and this woman can't do everything. But also I'm very aware of what works and why Bride Chiller is successful and why I've got lots of lovely listeners. and I don't want to lose that. So That's my quandary for you today, Pat. I really would love to hear, especially from your experience, uh, building your own business. And I know you've um, got a lot of great team members now. And uh, what I love about what you do and what I learn from you each week is that I still listen to you and I I think you're very involved in your business and you're a big part of it. And I want to make sure I'm in the same position, but also not running myself into the ground um, whilst doing it as well. Right. yeah, there's a lot – I've got a lot to learn from you and I'm really looking forward to our discussion.
0: Yeah, this will be great. I want to start with like just asking you a really upfront question. Yeah. And, and that is like what what worries you about all this?
1: Uh, not enjoying it. I think at this stage – I like we get up really early. My husband works his day job. He's, as I said, he's an architect, and we get up early and we we've got our little schedule in the morning. And then we both get on the train, and he rides his bike to work, and then we come home and do it at night. and And I love every minute of what we do, but I also I find it really stressful going to my day job, which I sort of still have to do um, financially at the moment. Uh-huh really stringing, and I'm sure so many people listening have had this situation where your head is not necessarily in any game because it's everywhere. You are thinking about, oh, I've got to go home and do this and I should be focusing on my actual actual air quotes job, but I'm also thinking about all my social media posts and, oh, I've got to record a podcast and am I going to make that sponsor happy? So I think that's where I'm at with with what worries me is is just being able to do everything and also please everyone because I think we are... You know, uh, I'm an optimistic people pleaser, which sometimes gets me in trouble, Pat.
0: Same. Same. (laughs) I'm the exact same way. I say yes way too many times. I want to make everybody happy and I'll do, I'll put themselves first before me. and it sucks
1: because you you do want to please and i think when you're ambitious and you've got great energy and you know we decided we talked to some publishers about my book i've actually got two books um which again came from an idea if actually you were having a conversation i think might have been with gary vaynerchuk saying you you probably wouldn't necessarily probably wouldn't necessarily it makes a lot of sense go to a mainstream publisher and and do your own sort of self-publishing and the power in that. And after listening to one of your episodes, I was like, you know what, I've worked with mainstream publishers on a a previous book in Australia and it didn't give me any freedom or, you know, like joy. I Mm. felt really owned and um, we ended up sort of doing it. I wrote uh, the Bridechiller Survival Guide and uh, the Bridechiller Field Guide, which is sort of really fun, brightly coloured, full of swears and profanity. It's great, (laughs) Um, uh, you know, because a lot of my branding is – I, I want to swear, but I know I probably can't, Pat. Can I say I love how you kn- beat me?
0: I, I love <laughs> how you know not to do that here because there are children <laughs> listening. You know that.
1: So I'm going to say one of my phrases is F-perfect. You know, I think the idea of perfection in the wedding industry is complete baloney. Right. Oh, my God. I'm trying so hard not to swear. Pat, Forget perfect. We'll,
0: we'll just say it. It's a Forget F-word.
1: perfect perfect and <laughs> boop, chair covers, because I think chair covers are ridiculous. And why should we ever be caring about, you know, a big chair condom basically and spending our money on it. So I'm all about trying to give people the ease of uh, the peace of mind and not worrying about the little things. But then I find myself in my business worrying about the little things, Pat. So yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: What do you That's enjoy it. most about, about what you do?
1: Oh, my connection to the community. I mean, when I first started to receive emails and voice messages because I do a and a episode once a month, I'm like, oh, my God, people are actually listening and care what I think. And, you know, people have shared remarkable stories with me. They are like my brothers and sisters, and I had no idea that sitting in my bedroom four years ago, just talking stuff about weddings. And really, Mm -hmm. you know, I talk about feminism and I talk about empowering people and being better in relationships. And I've I've, had financial planners come on and people have sort of said, you've changed my life. And that was not something I imagined would ever be uh, (laughs) said to me after creating a wedding planning podcast. So it's been enlightening, extraordinary, and fills me with joy every day.
0: And it's very obvious that you are loving that part of it and do you think that that's something that's always just going to be with you? You're you're always going to keep them top of mind.
1: Of course. And I think look from you know, I think it comes from the stand-up part of my life. You know, I'm and that's also a people-pleasing career where you're like I must win over this group of people even if they may have judged that they don't like me as soon as I walk on stage. And I think there's a drive in me to always to, to make people happy and to empower them and make them laugh. I mean, if you can make people laugh, mm-hmm. you're sweet. So, uh,
0: so yeah. I mean, my, my point of these questions is, like, no matter what you do, the fact that you always have this community there and that you're always going to be serving them and laughing with them and, and providing for them, like, you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's- Yeah, So I I just wanted to tap into that, that fear a little bit about like, you know, as our business grows, there's all these other things that come into play, but no matter what that community and who you serve will always remain. That's the constant factor that will remain no matter what. So as crazy it can get sometimes. And as we forget, because we're so deep into our work and the tech side of things and all these other things that we have to produce and have deadlines and whatnot, you can always know that stepping back, wow, I have something amazing and I will always enjoy it. So then you begin to start appreciating what you're creating because likely you're creating it for them too.
1: Oh, that's so wise and so true. Do you you feel in your business that you still have the connection with the people, like the direct connection with the people that you influence and help as
0: much as you do? I'm glad we're talking about this because this is where I wanted to go actually because as your business gets to grow and your community gets bigger, the one-to-one personal kind of connections that you had in the, at the start, which is easier to do when you're just starting out because you sure. don't have that extra stuff that is now being added to your plate. It can get lost. And I have struggled with trying to figure out how to make sure that I'm always there for them. And there's many ways mm. to do that. And and so I want to share some of these things with you that I that I've done. Number one, the biggest thing that I've done is grown my team. And that's because it's allowed me to produce more of the work that I do Mm-hmm. And the most important part with a team is they all know why I'm doing what I'm doing and they're in the they're in it for the same reasons to serve that that same community. And it's so powerful when you have other people working with you, not for you, yeah. or not like <laughs> you drilling them into what whatever it is like you together with that person, they just happen to have a special set of skills that kind of matches the other needs that you might have. When you together are now working to serve this community, it, it, it makes the community feel even greater. And I know that a lot of people have had, for example, a lot of personal connections through my email with Jessica, my executive assistant. And even Mm. though Jessica is not me, because she is A, with the brand, B, embodies the value and the mission, and is C, just as centric on their success as I am, it it is an extension of me. It's it's a way for me through Jessica to still continue to serve my audience and have them feel like they're being taken care of. And it almost makes it feel like, wow – Pat's now able to still do it and manage all these other things. And a lot of people ask me, Pat, how do you do what you do? Like, you do so hmm. many things. And it's because I now have – I've cloned myself essentially or I've, I've – <laughs> I've not cloned myself, but I've found like add-ons to me if that makes sense.
1: Pat, to... That could go really well. The Pat clone could actually go really well. Yeah, I, think I, don't, I don't think, think about
0: that, that would be – my wife would not be happy with that. <laughs> She's like there's there's enough of you in the world right now. We don't need any more of that. Yeah. Um, but the, so the, so, the team and even even the people who put their work into the user experience on the website into the editing mm-hmm. of the podcast it 's like they they all know, and just the fact that they know supports the mission of the brand and allows me to stay connected now there's some other things that you 're doing already that, as your business grows, still allows you to stay personally connected. you said you 're doing like these live streams um, yep. and, and I think that 's really, really important and that 's a good differentiator between yourself and other brands that. A, just aren't going to do that, but B, you have this amazing, amazing personality that I I now want to watch you live because I'm already laughing. Like I had to turn the mic on (laughs) mute for a while because I was laughing too loud. Um, (laughs) Like I can just imagine it being a really fun experience, and it's no wonder why people are connecting to you. So instead of connecting one-to-one, you're connecting one-to-many, but to that one person, it's one-to-one. This is why podcasting is so powerful, and you're already doing that. It's to you, the producer, one-to-many, but to the listener or to the viewer watching you live, it's one-to-one to one and some other things that I've been learning in, in, in that realm um, I've gotten some help from some mentors of mine is like always use the language like um, you know w- when you use your community name your bride chill is right like that's that's cool because it's like their identity and that's how they connect with you but yeah. if you want to get really personal with them in a live setting in front of many people you just say the words you this is a small thing mm. but it makes a big difference so like you the listener right now listening to me and Alicia. It's just us three in the room right now, and you just happen to be sitting while we're talking, and now that person is imagining themselves, just them, listening, and it's just so much deeper of a relationship that's created. Instead of saying, like on a webinar or online, like, you guys are great, Um, all of you out there watching me, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, not the right tone. Like, you spending time with me today, we're going to have some fun. That's more personal. So that's, yeah. that, that's kind of a cool way to do it. So you may be doing that already, but that's just a little thing that psychologically, even, even without really thinking, a person can now feel more connected to you because you are saying you. You are saying their names sometimes even. I'm, I'm sure on the live streams, you're calling people's names out. Um, the other thing I love to do that has helped me build the brand and, and stay personally connected is to find people like my audience, meaning highlighting community members in different kinds of ways, whether it's on a blog post, on a podcast interview, or what have you, bringing people and surfacing members of the community who are essentially representation of everybody else and showing their success and sharing their story. And what that does is even though I'm interviewing or talking to that one person, a lot of the other audience members feel themselves in that person because they were like them or they're more like them. This is why a lot of my more popular episodes are not with Gary Vaynerchuk or Tim Ferriss. It's with shane and johnson sams who were two teachers in kentucky um because they're they're just they are amazing Um, because they're (laughs) just like the rest of my audience but they just happen to be one or two steps ahead which is so much more relatable uh than you know a tim ferris who is 50 years ahead or something you know just in terms of his his mind but anyway um those are some little kind of tactics we can use to ensure that we're always staying personally connected and then one other thing that I always do is, even though I'm not able to do it with everybody, I still try to have one-on-one conversations with my audience. Even with an email list of 200,000 people, I still try to get on a phone call once a month with at least 10 to 20 members of my audience, and I just want to sit and chat with them because then I can I can dig into what what they need help with or what's going on in, in their lives. Uh, they become much more memorable. Those stories often get pulled out into a lot of my content just because I'm getting to know them and they're getting to know me and A lot of times those people become huge raving fans because they don't expect to talk to somebody at this level, but it just shows you like, you know, like, so those are some of the most amazing conversations are are just those, those, some of them are only like three minutes because they're like, I don't know what to say. Like, I just don't even know what to do. (laughs) Other ones are an hour and a half to two hours where we're just getting into their life story. And then like, you know, when you start creating content for a real person, you know, they always say like, oh, get your customer avatar right and then you'll be able to better serve them but what about like a real person like, mm-hmm. a, like a real life person who you actually had a real life conversation with now you're imagining jane who had this issue and 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 you can help her along with everybody else who's having the same problem so i don't know if this is helping but i'm just kind of spitballing or, or, or oh it's great brain dumping everything i'm doing to kind of make sure my community is still feeling loved and i think the other thing is is, is having them feel like they're heard because back in the day being heard was like, like the, you know, the suggestion boxes at restaurants were just like, if you have a complaint, like put your note in here. And then they literally just like probably just throw them in the trash, right? It just, <laughs> it stops the people from complaining to the, to the management. And it's just a way to control that. That's like, that's how it was okay. Like, okay, fine. I'm going to write the nastiest note and send it to you. And that's it. Now it's, you want to, you want to get heard, but you also want to be responded to, right? Yeah. So, Having a way for you to communicate uh, a lot of the most common questions to your audience is, is a very common way to help them feel like they're still being heard, even if you are not necessarily answering them individually, which gets harder to do over time, um, allowing for conversations in live streams like like what you're doing. So you, you what I love about that is you're allowing for conversations to happen, but on your time, not yeah. when a person's now interrupting you, because likely you are likely getting a lot of emails at all kinds of times of the day. And initially it's smart to go and respond to those as soon as possible. But eventually you get to the point where you can't possibly do that or else you'd get nothing done. So you have this like controlled time when you can have access to me and I will answer as many questions as I can. Um, and and that's like, that's like what it's, it's kind of like the um like on demand, right? Like I, I need an answer now. So, but you know, people can wait for that versus not ever getting an answer at all. Um, and just, you know, the, the, the nature of showing people that you care and, in. Helping understand what their problems are and delivering solutions. I mean, I, I don't think you have anything to worry about related to that.
1: Oh, I'm I'm grateful for your feedback on that, and I will I, I will say from a, a professional perspective of podcasting and to help any other fellow podcasters. I think the best talking about feedback as well. You know, we do. We, I say we, Pat, so it makes it sound like there are 20 people here. It's just me. Um, the <laughs> QA episodes, you know, I ask people to send their voice messages in and they ask questions and they, you know, rant or they say someone's annoying them or well, please help me with this feedback mm. about a guest list. You know, crazy questions, amazing questions. But they are my highest rating episodes and it's always it fascinates me. And I think just as a correlation to just to bounce back on what you're saying, that it is about, um, People want to hear other people's problems being solved. Similar to what we're just doing right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> it works. Yeah, and I and for me, they are you know, really enjoyable. Even though I'm a very unqualified. Just between you and me, I'm not a wedding industry person. I'm just a, a dummy comedian from Australia who happens to have an opinion on everything. But it, you know, it's one of those things that. Um, that always really connects with the audience i'm so glad you said that because i can absolutely back that up and say for me that is a big winner and i really could honestly do the whole show q a but I, uh, you know people yeah. don't need to hear that much of my opinion but I, i'm the same i i interview a lot of great wedding vendors and extra people you know special people who have really special skills but it's sometimes just hearing answers to problems helps people a lot so yeah,
0: yeah. so let me ask you as your business is growing what would have been some other kind of growing pains that you've experienced or are experiencing.
1: I think it's looking at things like, you know, just being the one man band. And and, and I mean, as you said, that's the easy easy solution is hiring people. And I think I'm being more um, ballsy doing that now. And I've got a content editor that's working, you know, 10 hours a week to help me with the blog. Yeah, it really gives me, it's great. And it just gives me not feeling, actually, here's the big thing, I think for me, when you create something uh, yourself, you know how to do everything. And I, I am not someone that's, uh, uncomfortable with relinquishing power or anything sort of deeply Freudian like that. But I do think there's an element of going, oh, I've got to, I've got the time to teach someone to do something and I've got to, maybe I'll just do it. Just forget it. I'll do it. And, you know, <laughs> I think we've, I, everyone listening has probably been through that point. I'm of laughing because
0: i <laughs> uh, that's exactly how I think. Like, it's just going to take longer to teach you how to do it Ugh, than me yeah, doing it I'll, myself. So why don't I I'll just...
1: I'll schedule these 28,000 blogs and you're like, no, just don't do it. So yeah, I, I, I think that to me has been, I'm very aware and I think I need to take a step out. And also TV production, my day job is not like, I'm not just standing around. It's a full on job that is very um, all encompassing. And I think... Yeah, and I mean, look, it's just TV. I always say this when everyone's panicking. I'm like, we're only making television. It's uh, the the phrase I love is it's TV, not A and E, because in England they call it accident and emergency. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it's like when no one's going to die, we're just making telly. But I do think it's a matter of, um, you know, for me, time management and also just just distributing um, and allocating tasks that I can then focus on the stuff that I love, which is making new products and coming up with stuff and. Uh, figuring out how politely to talk to people in China about getting making sure I pass my stuff through customs like it's all the little things that end up taking up half your life
0: (laughs) right I mean I I I, there there may be opportunities to save you even more time based on your processes I mean already you have a content editor which is which is huge there may be like what would potentially be the next thing that you likely in the back of your head know that I probably should be handing this off to somebody else but you haven't yet done it
1: I should probably hand off all of my social media except for my personal, you know, Instagram, Insta stories and all that sort of stuff. I think that to me is like the easy next step of just ridding myself of having to feel obliged to do it and tagging in all the right people. And um, that to me just feels obvious. I also think uh, we've just hired um, a a consultant to do wholesale consulting because we would really like to get our books into stores. And Mm -hmm. I'm very aware that, you know, I'm very knowledgeable in lots of areas, Pat, but I had known nothing about selling a book to a shop. So to me, I'm really pro-investing in the right people. And to me, it was great to bring on this lady called Sarah who just knows how to write a line sheet and a wholesale catalogue and just stuff I'd never thought about. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, I'm with you on the idea of just relinquishing a little bit of me having to control everything and allowing myself to actually focus on things that really my energy should be put into.
0: So, yeah,
1: it's hard, though. It's really hard, man, because you're just like, oh, I, it's I, this has been my babe, my little wee baby. Right. And you now don't I'm, just
0: like hand your baby to some random no. person. But I, d- I hope not. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess maybe <laughs> a few. Maybe. That, but, Good luck. <laughs> um On that line, though, what's something that we could ask ourselves or what's something that you can ask yourself when you get into that? sort of mindset of, well, I could do this myself. Is there perhaps a oh. thought or a phrase or a quote or something that you can think of that, that'll help you kind of reposition? Like, you know, I probably shouldn't do this myself.
1: Yeah, is this is is this value? Is this a valuable use of my time? Can't even say it, it's stressing me out so much. Is this a valuable use of my time, Pat Flynn? Um, yeah, because honestly, I was recoding the website. Like I built the website, which is great, big gold medal to me. But a few weeks ago, could not. I made a little change. Oh God knows what happened, Pat. But something went. Could not get it back to normal. And then Rich was like, "For God's sake, just go on Upwork and find someone to fix it." And don't sit here all day worrying about HTML. And I'm mm. like, good on you. That's why I married you. You're a champion. Let's go outside and see the sunlight. So, yeah, I think, is this a good use of my time? Is, this, is my time worthy of this task? Probs not. Move on.
0: And what would you be doing with that extra time you get?
1: Just talking to him and saying how much I love him and appreciate his time. I don't know. I, I would genuinely do that. Sometimes I look at him and think, you know, when you've got a, a partner that really supports you and gets that this is something you are passionate about and you feel driven to do, Yeah. Uh, it's sometimes great to take a step back and go, oh, bloody hell, this is actually – you're pretty amazing because a lot of people <laughs> – don't get how hard we work and that's not me asking for medals but I think when you're an entrepreneur and you just put all your energy into projects and then your friends are all out going have coffees and go to the movies and whatever which is great you know I find them freaky in their own way that they're not running businesses Mm -hmm. but um sometimes you've got to take a step back and go hey let's not let's go for a coffee and not talk about book publishing right you know but again i'm sure everyone relates it's hard you can't just bottle that stuff up when you feel that passionate about something right you want it to ride
0: totally and i think i think that's a great exercise for you to perhaps even have your partner be involved with to ask you every once in a while hey did you make the best use of your time today and that that might that might be an interesting way for you to just check check in with yourself uh with somebody close to you who can who can help you remember why you're doing this in the first place
1: yeah yeah totally Cool. And it's good. We should both. We should both do that. We should yeah. all do that. Everyone do that. Oh, today. I don't have to
0: ask. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have to ask. Um, but Alicia, this has been such a pleasure. You're 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 so amazing, and I cannot wait to see what's next for you. Where where can we go to see all the things?
1: Ah, oh, you can see all the things. You can go to thebridechiller.com. and uh, basically, if you search for Bridechiller, Google likes me, so that's fine. You'll find me. I'm the crazy Australian. You don't, crazy, you don't want to go, I'm the crazy Australian, because that's like, ugh, yuck. I'm the very sensible Australian. And actually, ironically, most of my listeners and supporters are in America. So I love you, America. Well, we love the I love accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it, it gets, I get away with a lot of extra stuff because of this accent. It's there so go. good.
0: Well, I hope to meet you one day, and I cannot Me wait too. to chat with you again. Um, thank you for your time, and best of luck.
1: Thank you, and happy days, Pat. Happy days.
0: All right. I hope you enjoyed that coaching call with Alicia uh, wow. Just so much fun. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to follow up with you, Alicia, and just thank you for opening up and, and helping us out through me helping you. I mean, that's what the show is all about. Now, if you'd like to get help, for those of you listening, if you'd like to get help, just like I helped Alicia today, all you have to do is go to askpat.com and you can apply there. Now, I can't possibly choose everybody because I get dozens of submissions every single day and we only have one episode per week. But uh, it won't happen unless you try. So go to askpat.com. You can apply there. Tell me about your business a little bit and where you're at, what you need help with. And I handpick them every single month as I batch record these. And then they get recorded and sent out. So yeah. And of course, if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit subscribe and leave a review on Ask Pat if you haven't already on iTunes. That'd be really amazing. So just go to iTunes, type in Ask Pat. You'll find me there. Leave an honest review. No matter where in the world you're from, I appreciate them so much. I do see them come in. And just again, thank you so much for all your support. So have a good one. Take care. Hit subscribe because I'm going to see you in the next one. It's going to be great. Cheers.